2: This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Hair Club. John, hairclub.com/slash
0: ham. It's free. Go
2: sign up. And it's brought to you by Upstart.
0: Upstart.com/slash ham. Get a loan, not affect your credit score.
2: Now on to the segment. I thought Magic was a guest on TV this morning. It turned out he was basically a co-host with Stephen he was a and a, Matt. He,
0: he, he was a guest. He just talked a lot.
2: Well, I, was he ever off? the would they do a segment without him on the show?
0: Every time I look well, I mean, up, he well, he it. came. He stayed for an hour. You That's what I'm I mean? saying. Well, he might as well have hosted the show. He probably had more would, words than anybody else. Up? He's giving you just in a day and age, and he's a unique outlier. But where these sports people and you and I know them, uh, I've been around them now professionally. My majority of my professional, they won't say anything when the cameras on It's just it's it, it's kind of a joke. I mean, we we make fun of, like, co- coaching cliches and executive cliches. We make fun of him for a reason because that's all we ever hear. He came fucking guns blazing. He basically did, like, an old-school Woes article with his words.
2: Yeah, but I don't think we can say, God, I wish other people talk like Magic in his position because most people aren't in his position, right? Like Magic said, I make more money from my businesses than I will from being in charge of Lakers basketball. Like,
0: True, but he was also... Genie was paying him $10 million a year, which... Is a lot of money for an executive in any pro sports, right? Yeah, and he it's still had lot to think twice money.
2: about giving up his Sunday movie dates with his wife.
0: Yeah, and as we've talked about, we remember when he quit, there's probably not any human in sports, executive, coach, player, that's probably more out of touch than, than Magic. Like, he honestly said that. Like, I had to give up Sunday nights with my wife. And Friday nights. And Friday nights. Like, yeah, <laughs> Magic, kind of we all do. But... Yeah, I mean, I he just fucking put Polinka, who's on my TV in the background, on black. You just don't hear that often. That's more what I'm talking about. Just, I, I'm not even, he just basically said the reason he quit, two main things, which I appreciate, that I wish more people would talk like. When Adam Gase, when they hire a GM, God, he, Adam Gase said like two weeks ago, he was pissed off at all the uh, the rhetoric out there about how he hated McKagan. Like, that's. That's what I think sports fans are kind of tired of—just constantly being lied to about stupid shit that we know is true. Magic basically said the guy's a snake, and I wanted to fire Luke, and they didn't let me. Like again, stuff we already kind of knew. He didn't really tell us anything that we didn't know. You just never get to hear it anymore. I think in this day and age, from like the head of the snake.
2: I think you've never heard it. I don't think it's this day and age.
0: No, I think you've I, never, I think guys you've heard. never guys rarely yeah.
2: talk like Magic talks.
0: Well, Phil did.
2: Yeah, again, these are Uh, a Phil and Magic. These are unique people at the top of the mountain with nothing to lose.
0: We we live for that, and I I, and it's awesome when it happens.
2: No argument, it was great. Like it's it's awesome. I like, but my takeaway was I don't think the Lakers were in good shape with Magic running the team because I think not because of anything that Magic does, but because I think it's hard to run teams and you can't be half in. And Magic was kind of – he wanted to do it as long as it was convenient for him, which he's in the position to do it. But I don't watch them now and think, like, God, they are way better off now they got Magic out of there.
0: 100%. Well – It's wild. One, I don't know if they did this because I wasn't watching it live. I just saw, like, all the clips on Twitter. It was after he kind of went on his long rant about the basically the main reason he quit was because of Luke. Did he, they weren't going to allow him to fire Luke. The irony was then they mutually departed, like, three days later. I wonder if they followed up and said, "Well, what was your list of coaching candidates?" Because I think, as we've seen, and I think this is a big reason why Brett Brown came back in Philly. Like, who are you hiring? It's not like there were seven Phil Jacksons out there, right? There weren't. There wasn't even a Steve Kerr really of this kind of hiring cycle. The the main kind of the big fish in the pond was Monty Williams, who you know had a pretty good team in New Orleans and fucking wasn't great. I wonder that that would be my question to Magic. Like, okay, I we understand you want to go in a different direction from Luke. Like, who was your number one guy, Magic, or what? What was your list of like three or four guys? Because he was singing like a canary. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just,
1: that's <laughs> people tweet. And then like, Stephen
0: A. We had three meetings, Max. <laughs> you can you can ask him whatever you want, and that's that, those type guests don't come around very often. No. You and because again, he's an outlier. And he's just being honest. so You can literally ask him whatever you want. To me, the coaching one is kind of interesting. Like, Magic, who are the guys? Because clearly you probably had somewhat of an idea of a couple guys you were going to go after that you wanted to hire. And maybe he hit on that. I I haven't seen that list, but...
2: Well, like you said to me before the podcast, too, and then they ended up letting Luke leave anyway. Like, it's just... Wow, And then the Kings, like, hired him with no due diligence. I mean, I guess they know him. Maybe they've been talking to
0: him for a while. But I shouldn't say no
2: due diligence. But
0: it was just weird. I think it's pretty clear you could argue that Luke, of all the candidates, again, if the elephant in the room of his deal with that chick, it depends what happens there. Because if he did it, he's in trouble. If she's making it up, then he'll be fine. But... If that never existed, and you put Luke in this mix of all the coaching candidates, to me, I think he'd be the number one coaching candidate. Yeah,
2: look, I I had ticketed him for Sacramento for a while, so I shouldn't I shouldn't give the Kings a hard time for just hiring him right away. That's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just that you know what's crazy is once it goes into the second generation of the family, and. I didn't realize this, but I mean, it makes sense, right? Dr. Bus was just like to have sex because he was the only dated 18 year old women. Like I've never, you notice, and again, I'm not a diehard Laker person, but I've never heard about Jeannie's mom. Like, was it just like a Dr. Bus ever married to his mom? Or was it like a one night stand? I mean, were all these kids, all the bus kids have separate moms? Cause that's what it kind of feels like. From the outside, if you told me all these bus kids, they have the same mom, my first reaction would be no no chance a couple of them might have the same mom but it doesn't it doesn't feel like from the outside right there's one mom that's kind of uh, is the mother of all these children right?
2: so i could, yeah i'm just reading Jeannie's wiki here bus she was the third of four children to joanne and jerry
0: so was jerry married well
2: yeah it says joanne bus uh grew up with older brothers johnny and jim and younger sister Janie. It's weird because uh, but I thought I, the same thing honestly until I read that just now on wiki.
0: And I think you're going to see over the next 20 30 years a massive shift as all these guys die, right? I mean, you just look around the NFL, Jerry, uh Robert, they're, they're old. <laughs> they're not going to be around for, forever. And in the NBA, it's got a little bit of a younger demo I think of the ownership because there's been a lot of turnover the last like 10 years. Right. That's what kind of ma- like Dr. Buss really is more like an NFL owner, right? Like he bought him in the late 60s, early 70s, whatever date that he came in at, and kind of changed. But he was like – to me, he felt like a Jerry Jones, a Robert Kraft, an Eddie DeBarlo. But those guys, they're coming down the home stretch here, and it's pretty clear that like, the kids don't really know what to do. And you could argue there's just a lot of kids. Like with the Cowboys, it's pretty clear who's going to run that when Jerry passes, right? Steven. It's pretty clear what's going to happen with craft. It's going to be Jonathan. It was clear when Lamar Hunt died. It was going to be Clark. Like with the buses, and as Magic kind of alluded to, they're all kind of still fighting. And Magic's like, the one impressive part was Magic's like, I had to sit down Jimmy, Jerry, and whoever the fuck. I've never heard of one of those guys. Yeah, I didn't know but there it makes another one. But again, guy, I, I, I've dealt with it. Seen my family deal with it over <laughs> infinitely less, <laughs> infinitely. That whenever a free $10, let alone $50,000, let alone $500,000, let alone the Lakers that are worth billions of dollars comes available, children think they're entitled. And I think when you fight over it, that entitlement creates nastiness. And that, that creates to me a problem that just kind of seeps into whatever you're doing. And that's the Lakers because they're constantly always fighting.
2: Yeah, and I think it also creates targets. Uh, when somebody is running a business they don't know how to run, a lot of people want to tell them, I'm the person you need to help you run it. And when it becomes apparent that that person isn't the person they need to help them run it, don't guess what? Somebody else will be right there waiting to say, I'm the person that you need to help you run it. Because in the end, Jerry Jones, whether he's running a football team or a nationwide... Uh, haircut, uh, the hair salon uh, conglomerate, he probably knows how to identify people that can help him run his businesses, leaders, does he have a, other does, leaders. does he
0: have a nationwide uh, I, haircut conglomerate?
2: I don't think so. But my point is like, if I just said, here's a business you know nothing about, Jerry, I need you to interview like five potential CEOs, I bet, or here's 100 people, pick, pick the CEO. I bet he could figure out who his CEO should be of some business that he has no knowledge of. Because he's a, he's a person that runs a business and businesses and has run businesses.
0: Well, well, one thing that I know just from friends that have been a part of businesses that were like family-run businesses that were taken over by a bigger conglomerate, they were basically bought, right? Which is the goal, I think, like definitely in Silicon Valley. You start a company to one day be bought. Usually the VC companies keep the nuts. They're buying that company for the revenue streams, but they don't know anything about it besides they buy multiple companies in the same kind of realm but they keep the infrastructure at minimum for a year or two, right? So you're kind of being, you're selling, you're going to profit off for the next year or two, maybe five. They're eventually going to get rid of you once they figure out everything, you know, and they can kind of put their guy, but there is a period where you don't just go from like zero to 60 starting over. And that's kind of what it felt like that Dr. Bus. and, And I think this feels like this in pro sports just in general, that when the kids, like it always felt like Jeannie was doing other shit, like it's part of the business, but never the basketball part. The hardest part about all this, and Magic alluded to about this guy named Tim Harris. He's the business guy who was basically the president of the business side. He's like, this guy always telling me how to do our shit, who we should hire, who we should fire, who we should trade. And I say this all the time. The business guy always wants to be part of basketball, football, baseball or whatever, because that's what we talk about. That's what it, all this shit is talked about. No one gives you any credit. The Lakers are printing cash, right? They're printing money. The thing has never been worth more. If you, if it, they put that thing on the sale block, the fucking line of rich people would be from here, from Cal- all over California, of just humans. You know, Obviously, they'd be all over America, but the people that would want it. But those guys make problems. And, of course, Genie is going to listen to this guy because he he's making her a ton of money.
2: Can you think of an organization that has gone like, curveball hire from the outside to run it's to run the sports side of it and had it go well like you'd say like the first one that comes to mind for me is, like is
0: john elway a curveball hire
2: yeah i i think well yes i would say he is like in the sense that he had he never done car car anything in football beside play yep and i would say bob myers is unique like he's an agent like i would say right now the mets hired an agent and that's not going as well
0: I think Bob would tell you though. For a couple of years, he sat as like the second or third in right. command.
2: Exactly. That's what. That's what's unique about them is they had, obviously, other people who understood basketball who had a lot of say in what
0: they were doing. I'd say Elway went zero to sixty pretty fast. Elway right.
2: did like you know the Paul De Podesta, Sashi Brown, Browns thing. Um, when you're like way outside the bot, we're gonna, I'm gonna get Pelinka and Magic. We're gonna put them together. That's the other thing when you put people together in a
0: weird way like that. I, uh, I also think one, like let's use Elway as an example. And he took over. Remember his first kind of big move was a little controversial in the sense that it was clear. He did not like Tebow. It was like, we're not, whether they got Peyton Manning or didn't get Peyton Manning, he was like done with Tebow. He went and hired Matt Russell from the Patriots. Well, Matt Russell might've been from Ari- at Arizona, but he was a Patriot guy and an Eagle guy hired Adam Peters, uh, Patriot guy. And then, uh, I can't think of his name, but he passed away like last year. Dude that was also with the Eagles and the Browns GM, Hecker, Tom Hecker. Yeah. So his his inner core was like – he wasn't insecure of just like, I just need a couple scouts. He went and got like former GMs, up-and-coming GMs. Like he put together kind of a powerhouse scouting staff because, again, like it felt like John Elway is a lot – John Elway's closer to magic in the sense he's very secure about himself. But he wanted to work at it. Yeah. But a big reason he was kind of like he went and landed – to me, I think he parallels Magic a little bit because he landed Peyton Manning, remember? Like that was like his big landed Peyton Manning.
2: And I don't – maybe it is more just about the ownership that they told – like Magic said, I was told I was in charge of everything, then I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe they just – maybe John was told he's in charge of everything, and then he is in charge of everything, right? Elway. Maybe that's the, one of the differences between the two of them. It's like Magic couldn't fire the coach when he wanted to. John's firing coaches
0: whenever he wants to. We're watching it. Why do you think, and I, I, I've never really thought about it that much, but these agents that are doing really well, like Bob Myers was doing really well as an agent. What's the guy's name that runs the Mets? Brody Van Wagenen. He was doing really well as an agent, right? Had a ton of big clients. He was a millionaire doing that. Why do they want to get to the baseball or basketball or football side? Like, I, why are there so many of this happening? Is it because there's more fame in that? Is it maybe a legal there's more thing?
2: fame? I mean, that's definitely on the table. I mean, maybe you spend all this time watching everyone else compete. Now you compete against other agents, but you're watching people like win. And you're like, God, I, I've made a bunch of money. I want to go win something. I want to have a ring.
0: Especially if you played the sport, which Brody did, right? Obviously, Bob did. Yep. So maybe you're just thinking, like, I know just as much as some of these scouts too. I'm basically scouting when I'm signing these guys. Like I'm kind of doing elements of it. I'm negotiating contracts, one of the biggest part. Why couldn't I do this? And just aspirational people, always. Yeah, like
2: no doubt. Like why would Mike Mack do it? It just looks fun as hell. Like when you, if you could pull it off, it looks awesome,
0: right? Yeah. And especially when you just
2: Mac would be remember. Remember, curveball.
0: I remember Marshall Falk famously saying this because there was buzz like around the. 2007, 8, 9, whatever. When he was done playing, he wanted to get to be a coach. But he said, "I will only be the head coach." And everyone's like, "Bro, you, that's not going to happen." Yeah. But I think like Brody Van Wagenen, is would he have been the director of college scouting for someone? No, Brody, he's not leaving no. that job. But if you're going to make him the GM like, will yeah, think about it." Like, "Hey, hey guy, you know, if I I could give you a curveball of a career inside sports that might make you think, right? Like, would you would you quit everything to be the voice of a team, but only you'd only work for that team, right? right. Like, let's just say the Warriors are a bad example because they're a no-brainer. I'm, I'm just saying, like, the Minnesota Timberwolves or something like that. You'd be the NBA voice, but you would do a bunch of stuff on their website. That would just be mm-hmm. it. But I'm just saying, like, that, y- it just make you think if yeah, I offered you some sure. money, but it might not be what you wanted. Again, that's not... that probably. It's different, though, because I don't, like... I
2: but if I say, like, Middlecoff, uh, you can go be the West Coast scout for the
0: New England Patriots. Here's here my problem. How about problem? that? Would never give me any juice. I, I would say no fucking okay, chance but, all right,
2: Right, but then I say, Middlecoff, you can be in charge of the Patriots scouting department. Would you allow me to
0: do it for a year to say I work for Belichick?
2: Yeah, because it only helps the podcast when you come back. If you come back, you
0: know, if, well, you, if you come back, I come back, there's zero chance I last long. I'm out I, on top. I'm out on top. I think the difference of me and a lot of people, like, I didn't need the juice of wins and losses because it didn't right. do anything for yeah. me. I didn't care. <laughs> you know, like, We're you don't, don't care. Like, I've always, I'm more of a media guy. I don't give a shit when people are like, I miss the juice. Like, no, it just, yeah, I think it's stupid because I don't really have anything to do with it yet. Everyone's pissed off on Monday when I walk into the office. I'm like, I didn't fucking. Yeah, you say put that, that until until
2: Belichick comes to the podium. He's like, you know, I was going to trade out, but Middlecoff stood on the table. He, for Nikhil Bill Harry. but Bill
0: never, Bill never does that. And guy. Now,
2: and now, like your rep, your rep just rides and dies with Nikhil Harry having seven catches for like if one tan of the tug. Did
0: I might get one shot out from Bill in a big spot? <laughs> it were like Tom being like this Middlecoff guy. He brought in some players that I, you know, once Gronk retired, I didn't. But Bill brought the guy <laughs> in. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> But I, um, I, I couldn't last. They're, but they, I don't
2: – yeah, I don't know how to answer that question. Other than I think – I think, look, ego and all that's got to be a part of it. And I don't knock anybody. Like, hey, someone's going to let you try to run a team? Like, do it. I yeah. can't criticize any – someone says, I'm going to let you run my team. Who says
0: – Well, and I, I think why Magic, the one thing he alluded to, was he was promised basically autonomy to have full power. Yeah. And I think people question, like Mike, like Mayock, for example. It's one thing to get the opportunity – but it's like, just so you know, we know what he's saying, but I bet a lot of people were telling him, like, John, I, I get you like him and you guys have developed a friendship over the years. He's not going to listen to you. So just be careful. Like, if you get in, you're getting into a job that looks good on paper, but in reality, right, it's not that great. Yeah,
2: you're getting one head coach. Yeah. Because you're working but, for him.
0: But I, but I do think a guy like Mike's like, I'm so good at my job, I'll get him to convince I'll get him to listen to me. And I get it. Yeah. I think Matt. the only reason Magic took the job was because they told him, we're giving you $10 million a year. You can hire and fire whoever the fuck you want and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you don't have and to he be was, here all the he, time. You don't have to be here all the time. That's what bothered Magic. He was told you don't have to be all here all the time. And then Rob started making fun of him for not being there all the time.
2: I love, my favorite part of that thing was like Magic, like Lonzo Ball. I know you disagree with me about Lonzo Ball. We could argue about that later. I think he's become a really good two-way player. Uh, and that D'Angelo – they had to get D'Angelo Russell out of there because of Nick
0: Young. Well, he called him Shaggy P. <laughs> it's
2: um, like, wait, wait, we're choosing it. between these two, and we're choosing which one are we choosing? Do you think? But that, they got Kuzma with the pick, so fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he's like, he, they that kind we, of, yeah. You you can call that him. point flip, or you know, slight win for the Nets, but overall, it's good for it. Yeah, I do think if you're Lonzo, like. This guy, whatever, he did draft you, but he, that guy still believes in you for whatever reason, right? Right. Because do you believe in Lonzo? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't think Lonzo's going
2: to be a perennial all-star, but I think he's, yeah, I think Lonzo's solid. I don't think well, if he redrafted, he'd go second, but...
0: But he wouldn't go, like, 10th. I mean, oh he's still God. going really high. And I, I do think, was it you say on the podcast a while ago that you had read or heard there was, like, a in a story that one reason they think he's always getting hurt is because of his shoes? Well, that, I don't remember if I said it, but we have that's definitely a thing, yeah. So maybe you just think, like, he's one reason he's been injured because he's fucking been wearing these flimsy shoes that Bernie Madoff Jr. of the shoe industry has been taking advantage of the ball family. Right. That you just put on some normal kicks on him, he'll be fine.
2: Can you imagine, like, what do you think the resale price on those is right now?
0: Those triple Bs. There were so many people, I remember this, this is classic, like, Twitter, like, I, I love what the balls are doing. Yeah. Building a brand. I'm going to bu- – a lot of former athletes were like – because they're basically the balls like living vicariously through what they're doing that they always wanted to do. Like purchase the shoes. I remember Lebatard did it as a joke. But then the shoes never showed up. It's like it's one thing to like support someone for doing something. That's good it's journalism
2: not- by Levitard.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is just fraud.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, God. What a story! These like the beauty is that the, the crazy thing about these Lakers, it's not like the Mets. Well, it's kind of like the Mets, except it's different because baseball is different. Like the Lakers have LeBron James on their team. This whole mess, we haven't even talked about the fact that LeBron
0: James is on that team. But uh, but I also think here's the sketchy part: when you get agents running your organization, is they talk a lot because they're kind they're salesmen. And the one thing I'll give the Warriors a lot of credit on is Bob doesn't really feel like he's into all that. I'm not saying he doesn't talk to reporters or whatever, but he ain't doing it to, like, stroke his own ego. Now, granted, they've been so good he doesn't really have to. Like yesterday, the Mets, I guess, just got swept by the Marlins. Mm -hmm. And Heyman's tweeting out, uh, not that I'm following the Mets, like, watching the games, but I just saw a clip of Francesa saying that the Mets should sweep the Marlins this week. And then they got swept. And then I saw Heyman, like people inside the Mets are already pointing the finger at Mickey Callaway. Like yeah. he could get fired. It's like, okay, well, right. it's pretty fucking clear where that's coming from, right? And yeah. I mean,
2: it, by the way, Robinson Cano didn't run out of ground ball, then got warned, then didn't run out of another ground ball. And Robinson worn- Cano was part of Brody Van Wagen. He was his agency, that was his rep. And they were paying him a hundred million dollars.
0: Got warned by who, Mickey?
2: Yes, yeah, somebody in the organization said, hey, man, you got to run those out. But then he said, oh, the scoreboard said two outs when it wasn't two outs. And then they said, no, actually, the scoreboard didn't say. It's a whole mess. And, you know, this
1: is a guy coming off a
2: PED suspension. Who did they trade for?
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.